Hey everybody and welcome to our next episode in our Building a Dividend Portfolio series. My name is Brandon. I'm joined today here. Hey dad with Mark. Hey Brandon. Hey. If you didn't catch our last episode, I'll actually link it up at the top for you guys. We, in the, in the beginning of that series, we covered building a dividend portfolio in Canada for someone looking for a high yielding portfolio. So we covered specifically stocks with, what were they, five, six, even 7% yields which were, uh, we went through six different stock choices to give you guys a just a broad idea of how you could construct a portfolio of such. Well, now we're moving on to our second, and in my opinion, the most exciting episode in this series. We're talking about dividend growers or dividend growth strategy. This would be companies that are rapidly or at least putting an emphasis or a focus on increasing their dividends year after year after year at a pretty good clip. And I think we categorized the data as at a base of a 10% compound annual growth rate per year. Yeah. Over the last five years as a minimum. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, really a lot of the companies that at least I chose for my list, we're going to be going over six new stocks as part of my list. Majority of them are, are up in the 20% range as we'll come to see. And that can be a very, very powerful strategy when it comes to dividend portfolios. But why don't we start with a brief inter, uh, intro here, Dad. Who would a dividend growth portfolio strategy be for? Well, I would say, Brand, two main groups. And uh, the same as last time. If you're currently using income, <clears throat> if you're living off your income, clearly higher is better. Uh, but as we talked about last week, uh, you have to kind of watch the risk on that. Um, for with if you own companies that grow their dividends, it's the same concept where if you're in retirement as an example for those older viewers, as the you know years and even decades go by, uh, inflation isn't going anywhere. It's pretty tame in the you know historic uh, measures right now, but inflation is going to continue to to eat away at your purchasing power. So when you can own shares of a company that will grow that dividend, you know typically year after year after year, that's really going to help you sustain your current lifestyle, really importantly. On the flip side of that, if you're a younger investor just starting out and you're, the, the emphasis here is not on the high yield uh, companies. It's on companies that are paying dividends, that have a track record of maintaining and growing. But you can expect that in most cases, if you're looking at the right things, for those dividends to increase as time goes by. So the, the revenue, the income that you're generating from that portfolio it's just going to keep growing. So, gee, 10, 20 years from now, if you still own those shares, uh, based on the cost you're paying today, you're going to be pulling in an ever-increasing um, uh, flow of income. So uh, I think it, it fits basically a broad spectrum of investors from people relying on the income to people looking at growing that income as the as the decades go by. I agree. Yeah. And that's it's a good example was in the last video we covered AT&T. I think that was one of your picks with the it 7% was, yeah. yield. But we talked about how it was only growing at about 2%. So basically stagnant dividend growth, you know, 10 years from now, yeah, it's bumping up percentage by percentage, but you're not really going to have much more dividends than you did a decade ago versus if you have a company that is increasing at 20%, especially if you don't need that immediate cash, holy smokes, you can make a ton of money uh, over the years. That, that's true. And a couple of things to keep in mind, because we always have to look at both sides of the equation and looking at a 10 or 15 or 20 percent growth rate is awesome. It's like imagine you're imagine every year you go into work and you get a you know, 10 percent raise or a 20 percent raise. It's bad, yeah. kind of the, the same idea in that respect. Right. So you have to be aware of that. But always with dividends, always um, they are 
uh, optional on the team, on the, on the board of directors, the management team has to declare them. And so there may be occasions that'll come up where they suspend, uh, reduce the dividends. Um, you know, there's a whole scenario, a number of scenarios that can unfold. We think back recently to um, the COVID uh, scare where either the companies decided that they wanted to suspend the dividends or reduce them, or in some cases, regulators will spe- will step in. We saw True. that back in the, well, recently, but we also saw it back in the credit crisis uh, back in 08, 09, in that area where the governments, especially with the financial industry, restricted any future growth. So you, they, uh, you know, companies may have had a 30-year track record yeah. of continually growing their dividends. And if you're investing solely based on that, understand it's an expectation, uh, but there's certainly no guarantee. So that has to be factored in as well. No guarantees. And I think one other thing to consider too, is that if you're taking on this idea of building a growth portfolio, these high growth periods where you're seeing the 20, 25% component growth, that in and of itself doesn't usually last forever. In fact, I shouldn't say it doesn't usually, you can't sustain that forever when you understand how companies go through their life cycles. And I think as um, in the couple of examples that I'm going to be sharing here, dad, it's pretty cool to see the difference because you have some companies that are starting out and they're starting to ramp up that dividend growth phase. Assuming, let's assume you have a company that starts from a startup, right? Like most companies at some point, they're getting off the ground. They don't pay a dividend at all because many of them aren't even really making enough money to pay back to shareholders. Then we move into this phase where for many years, sometimes decades, they can grow the dividend and really start rewarding shareholders. But at some point, they will evolve into these more mature companies where they're past the growth phase and they may not be expanding as much. Business may start to stagnate a little bit. And that doesn't mean they won't pay a dividend. It's just that it will come back, the growth of it will come back to a normal range. You know, maybe. Yeah, very, very typical cycle. Just what you said, you start off with no dividends typically, you become profitable, you start sharing the dividends as the profits go up. You know, Quite often, dramatically, you can share more and more. At some point, those are going to level off and, you know, your growth rate is going to slow down. Well, with that, so will the dividend growth rate as well. So very well said, yeah. Totally. Well, hey, why don't we dive on into our selections? We both have selected three for this video. I say, Dad, you started off again like you did last time. Sure. Um, we'll contrast and compare and we have a bit of a summary at the end. But I will just say before we get into the picks, if you do like this series, we got so much feedback from this series. Hey, in the comments, lot, yeah. like, you guys love them. So we'll keep going. This is fine. Again, this is probably my most exciting uh, section uh, episode of the series. Give a thumbs up. Let us know your thoughts in the comment section below. As always, we have our investing academy down below and our private membership group is going to be live in a week. A week? A week for now. So check it out. There's a wait list down there. You can find that on the link below. But dad, why don't you take it away with stock number one? I will do that. And uh, just quickly, you know, we always try and balance off Canadian companies and American companies and sometimes some international companies as well. I got a bit of a mix today, a couple of U.S. companies. I got one Canadian company. My first company I'm going to be speaking about today is the company called Abvi. It's Abvi Inc. And it, the ticker is ABBV. The company is currently trading for around $107 U.S., and it's paying a dividend of just under 5%. So just, you know, briefly what Avi is, it's it's a, you know, a, a large global pharmaceutical company. It has about $187 billion market cap with around $46 billion in annual sales. Uh, they, they are, you know, you're going to probably know some of the drugs that you, um, that they, that they sell. You know, I've been watching a lot of the um, curling lately, uh, and you know you, the ads you see are often medical related. If you've been watching any of the ongoing George Floyd murder trial, 
Um, it's you're inundated with medical ads during the breaks. Uh, two ads you're going to see a lot are for companies are drugs called Humira and dr drugs called a drug called Skyrezi. Now, uh, these ads are typically you know two or three minutes long with about ten minutes, ten seconds of what it is, and then a whole bunch of side yeah. effects. But you know that's just part of the industry. And this company Avi is uh, you know those are a couple of their largest uh, most profitable drugs. If you don't know what those are, I'm sure most people watching are going to uh, be aware of what Botox is. So Botox I'll is another product that um, that um, Avi um, you know, puts out there as well. The company truly is a leader in the immunology field. It is a solid, well-run company uh, with, with, I'd say, great growth uh, prospects as well. Looking at their dividends, you're going to see that they have been growing their dividends for the past seven years now consistently. If you look at the chart we'll put up on the screen here, with a compound average growth rate of just over 18%. So as you said earlier, Brandon, that's a uh, you know a very healthy compound uh, rate. The current dividend that they pay, I've got it shown on the chart here as quarterly, but it's um, $5.20 per share. So just for perspective, if you uh, have $1,000 invested in the company that you would expect that they would pay approximately a $50 a year dividend to you or uh, scaling it up, if you had $10,000 invested in this company, you would expect to pull in a dividend of $500 a year. This is a, a good example of a company that has, as you can see by the orange I call them orange, might be slightly brownish lines on the chart here. You'll see that they've been consistently growing the dividends year after year after year. And I would expect with the strong cash flow that this company has to, to have that continue as time goes by. So the first company that I'm going to say you should probably have on your watch list um, is Abby Inc. Cool. Why don't I then proceed on into my selection? And for this, I want to start this one off with a very extreme case because I want to go with the company Alimentation Kush. Tard. I believe that's very nicely done. Very nicely said. Kushtard. I believe I got some Kushtar. comments. Saying you don't say the D. Kushtar, <laughs> I think. Class B shares. Today they trade at about $41. And as you'll note, a 0.8% dividend. And, and you may be thinking, well, is this even classified as a dividend stock with a yield under 1%? And I would absolutely classify this as a dividend growth stock. And we'll look at why in just a second. This company, for those not familiar, I actually did a video on them uh, quite recently, if you wanna check it out. This company is involved in the consumer grocery or convenience stores space, I should say. They also have gas stations, very apparent over on the east side of Canada. And they do have a lot of locations really scattered across the globe, to be honest. But if you took a look at this company's growth rate, over a five-year growth rate, the dividend is growing at a compounded rate of 21.07%. This is showcased with about 12 years of growth. So yeah, very, very small. However, we're seeing this ramp up. And what's huge about this is if you look at the payout ratio, they're paying out less than 10% of their earnings. What that signifies is that the company has a lot of leeway, a lot of extra cash flow, a lot of extra money to focus on increasing this dividend. If we look at the chart that I have up on the screen here, you'll see comparing this, uh, you'll see the ticker's a little bit strange here because we're looking at a US ticker, but nevertheless, comparing this dividend growth against the sector average over a one year, three year, five year, even 10 year number, we see significantly higher numbers. And to just visualize that in more of a visual chart form, you do see this dividend start to creep up. So it wasn't that long ago that they were not paying a dividend, but as they're going through this phase year after year, this dividend is totally increasing. 
if we take a look over to the right side of this chart, we can see that dating back to 2005, pretty tremendous dividend growth rates. Again, it's easy when you're smaller and you're just increasing that. But if they're able to sustain this rate, a number of years down the road, we're going to see a quote unquote normal looking healthier dividend. This is just it's going through that little startup process like we talked about. One thing that I think is very key when you're looking at a stock that is emphasizing the increase of their dividends is just to take a peek at what management's saying. This is something you can easily find through their investor relation, relations page. And here we have it very clear under the capital allocation tab that management is focused on increasing this. In fact, the dividend here increased more than eightfold since 2011. You'll see from this chart, they're growing it at a compound rate of about 27%. Increase the quarterly annual dividend in Q2 2021 to 35 cents per share. Again, small for now, but this will be a great example of a stock that if you get into early enough, and in my next example, we have a very, very cool calculation to go through just to showcase how um, how powerful this growth can be. Uh, Kushtart is one that I think is a phenomenal ex example for looking at a, a company that's just getting into this growth phase. Well, and what you, you just gave an example, Brandon, and contrasting last week where we talked about high dividends, that's a very low dividend in today's standards. Uh, but the, the focus here is on the growth rate. And generally speaking, you, you, know, you want to sort of diversify your portfolio. And that comes, uh, it, it can play a role here as dividends are concerned as well. As a matter of fact, the next company I'm talking, I'm going to talk about <clears throat> is in a similar situation, slightly better. Uh, yield than today, but the, but it's growing at a reasonable pace. So let's talk about the company CNR. Now, you know, if you're a Canadian investor, there's the, our, our investment arena is relatively um, small. And if you have, you know, a blue chip portfolio, you're probably going to own CNR already. Most people will know quite a bit about the company. In fact, I'm pretty sure, Brandon, you did a video specifically on CNR or one of the uh, stocks. Sorry, I maybe we'll put a link up here. But basically, um, CNR, the ticker is CNR. And the company's trading at around $147 a share. This too has a relatively low dividend, under 2%. It's trading uh, currently, the dividend is yielding about 1.68, 1.7%. Now, the company is a large Canadian company. It has just under, uh, let's call it a billion dollar in market cap with $14 billion uh, in annual sales. A quick overview of the company. Uh, one of the things I love most about this company is that it, it is a, essential to the Canadian economy. For moving goods around, you don't get any better example than this. It has unique uh, access to three coasts uh, when it competes in the North American market. It's a very high barrier to entry. You're not going to see many people going out and starting a new railroad, uh, you know, laying down tracks and that type of thing. It's just um, you're not going to see that. Looking at the dividend specifically, which is what we're focused on here today, the company has been paying a dividend and increasing the dividend since the IPO back in 1990, uh, 1995. So the dividend yield is low, but the, if the objective is to grow, I would say this is a good example of a that you would want to consider. The growth rate is a very respectable 13%. So that's the compound annual growth rate. And they're paying right now a quarterly dividend of about 57 cents a share. Uh, as you'll note on the chart on the screen, the bottom right-hand corner, the dividend yield is at the lower range, what we normally look for. Uh, but if you have $1,000 invested in C CNR, you're going to earn roughly $17 a year or scale that up for $10,000 investment, you're going to have an, an, about $170 worth of income. So 
I guess I'll, I'll finish this by saying this is not a high dividend paying company, but it is a very sustainable, uh, predictable, reliable increase. So as part of that overall investment portfolio where you're focusing on dividends, to have this mixed in with the high, uh, I think is a very good balance in the portfolio. So uh, CNR, I hope that does a pretty good job of covering off for why you might want to consider that company in your portfolio. Cool. No, I think it sure does. We have covered CNR quite a ton, Dad. And yeah, we will link that up on this side of the video uh, if you haven't checked those out already. But I'm super excited for my next pick. This is one of my favorite examples for the video, probably my favorite one. It's the company Home Depot, the Home Depot company, ticker HD. This is a company that is over on the U.S. exchange, of course. Um, we're all familiar with Home Depot. We don't need to go through the overview of the company, I'm sure. But what's fascinating about this stock is that it reminds me of Kushtard or Kushtar, tar, but years into the future. And I'm going to put up on the screen that exact payout schedule that we looked at for my last segment. You'll see that it is a much longer history. But again, we are seeing some phenomenal growth rates in the high double digits dating back pretty much to 1989. And if we just highlight here, in 1990, you were earning, or you were receiving less than one cent per share, so a minuscule dividend. Fast forward to 2020, the same company, the same stock is paying six dollars per share in dividends, and that's over what a 20, that's over a 30-year period. And let me do a little bit of math for you here. To me, this is just such an exciting uh, thing to look at. If you bought Home Depot in 2005, so at this point, they paid a dividend of 40 cents per share. That would be uh, if you bought 100,000 shares, that let, let's say you had 100,000 shares at 40 cents a share, that's $4,000 in dividend income. Not too bad, not too great. At the time, the shares were trading around $35, by the way. Let's fast forward 15 years. You still own those same 10,000 shares. You haven't added any more shares but now the dividend is $6 per share. So dad, get this. Rather than earning $4,000 in dividend income, you're earning $60,000 in dividend income. How crazy is that? Um, that doesn't, that's the dividend income. That doesn't include what the company, what the share price has done, right? Exactly. If we were to put up the quote or just some of the performance, this stock has done so well. It's appreciated about tenfold since 2005. So it's fair to say you've done very, very well on this investment. And uh, just looking at this company in particular, just in February, a month ago, or I guess two months ago now, Jesus, um, they did announce a dividend increase. So this to me is just an awesome company. It's one that you don't really hear about too much. Of course, again, it is a US stock. So as we touched on in our last video, this could be one to consider in the RRSP if you're one of those people that really put the emphasis of avoiding withholding tax. But uh, in terms of a dividend growth company, I think the Home Depot is a phenomenal choice. What a, what a great example of having that long-term perspective. And it might be hard for a 20-year-old today or a 25-year-old today to even project that far out. But heck, that, that just, I mean, take that. That will fly by. Today. That, that time will fly by. Like it feels, even I remember, just feels like it was just the 2000s, like, you know, not that long ago, and we're already here in 2021. So it seems to me I was just 25, not many years ago, but it was a lot of years ago now. So I, I can't even picture that. Time, time will fly by for sure. Uh, awesome yeah. example. My third pick today um, is a, another American company. And I, I specifically um, 
chose this company for a couple of reasons. One is because they have a very, very high growth rate, and that's what we're focused on. But also, I'm going to give you a little different way of looking at, I would say, the security or the predictability of the dividend payment. The company uh, is called Broadcom Inc. And the ticker on Broadcom is AVGO. Uh, the current prices are on $475 US, and it's paying a very respectable dividend of around 3%. Now, an interesting ticker on this company, uh, you wonder, well, gee, Broadcom, how do you get the ticker AVGO? And a little bit of brief history, back in 2015, uh, the company was taken over by a company called Avago Technologies, and uh, so AVAGO. And part of that deal, Broadcom, I think they changed their name from Broadcom Limited to Broadcom Broadcom Inc. I'm not 100% sure of that, but I do know for a fact that they changed, um, the, or they, they part of the deal was that they would take on the AVGO ticker. So it's kind of an odd one, maybe a little bit difficult to, to remember compared to IBM, for example, but it is something that I find a little bit interesting. This company, um, you know, I'm sure most people have heard of it. It has a very diverse line of products and services in, in that tech space. About 70% of their business comes from the semiconductor sector and the balance, you know, comes from the tech infrastructure. They're into networking, broadband, you know, server storage, uh, mainframe services, cybersecurity, you know, a whole array of products and services. One of the things I particularly like about the company is they have about, oh, well, I think over 20,000 patents that they control. And that's the type of thing that although it's not, you know, front news, uh, it does create very strong recurring revenues as they license those patents out. And so it's something, you know, sort of a little bit behind the scenes that you might want to keep, uh, keep in the front of the mind. Uh, looking at the dividend specifically, the dividend yield, as I mentioned, is around 3%. It has been growing the dividend for the past 10 years with a five-year compound growth uh, rate of 52%. Now that's, uh, really, yeah. uh, as you know, that, that's you can see by the chart, there's big chunks up as they've raised the dividend. They haven't messed around and, and incrementally done that. For this analysis of this company, I am going to look at a second chart. And what you're going to see is a payout ratio of 187%. Now, if you're just looking at dividends and you're looking at that payout ratio, I mean, that could send you running for the hills. <clears throat> one of the things we, one of the first things we look at when we're analyzing dividends and the continuity is what is that payout ratio? And that gives you a good idea. So the payout ratio simply is the dividend per share divided by the earnings per share. So it tells you that if you're having 187% dividend that you're paying out more in dividends than you are in earnings. So a logical question would be, is this too risky? You know, what are the likelihood that they're going to cancel or suspend the dividend? Um, in the upper right-hand corner of this chart, I, I've drawn a little channel there, which you'll see the range over the last five years or so has gone from the current, you know, 187 all the way down to close to, to zero. A company like this has very volatile um, revenues. The net income will change from, from uh, you know, quite dramatically from quarter to quarter even. Mm -hmm. And of course, as we know, the accountants can play uh, they can work some magic, let's just put it that way, with the net income. They do that for various reasons, you know, tax concerns, not the least of them. So what I'm going to look at here on this chart, the bottom part of the chart, is another way of comparing the ability of a company to pay the dividends. So uh, the blue lines are those dividends per share. So this is on an annual basis, and it's 1335 here. I think they just raised them to 1440, but looking at the information that's available on a past uh, metric here, Compare that to the orange line, which is the free cash flow per share. So free cash flow, I think, is a, a cleaner way 
of looking at the money that's available mm-hmm. to fund dividends and factored into P, uh, free cash flow, for example, are the expected uh, expenditures for capital, CapEx, that type of thing. So it's there's less wiggle room for the accountants to play games with that. So when you look here, there is a very healthy uh, margin of the dividends being paid out compared to the free cash flow. Uh, I would say earnings are ideal. And I would say over the longer term, you do want to have the earnings on a regular basis fun, funding the dividend payment. But there are companies, there are industries where it's very volatile like that. So I wouldn't exclude looking at this. If you look at the 187% dividend payout ratio, and you just go, oh, I'm not even going to look at that. Look a little bit deeper and you might be passing up some opportunities if you just focused on one metric like that. So my company, my third look today is at uh, Broadcom. Uh, Broadcom Inc. No, that's awesome, Dad. Like uh, very commonly, people just look to the payout ratio, but that's such a cool little um, another avenue of exploring the the possibility. Little, that. That's awesome. Just, a, just a, a little deeper dive, yeah. A little bit of a deeper dive. Very, very cool there. Let me finish this off with a quick one on another Canadian company. This is a favorite here in Canada. This will be our final stock for our dividend growth list. And it's the company Canadian Tire, ticker CTC.A. This is a great example of a company that does pay a decent dividend today, 2.54%. You're getting a decent current yield, but they are growing it quite nicely as we'll look at. And I have done a couple of videos on Canadian Tire as well. I'll go for ahead and link them up for you guys. But this company, it seems to just be a favorite here in Canada, Dad. Like uh, it's beloved, it's a beloved retailer. And I, I was actually surprised when I look back at the history, this company has been around since 1922. So it's been one of the staples. Almost as old as I am. Almost as old as you are, yeah. Dusty and old and ancient company. Um, The reason why I select this as my third one is to give you guys kind of like the full spectrum. We looked at a company that's just starting out and pushed hard in raising the dividends. We looked at uh, the second choice was Home Depot with a very sustainable dividend growth. This company, as we'll see in just a second, actually, is starting to kind of ramp off those dividend increases. And I want to start off with the scorecard here. This is from Seeking Alpha, as you guys may recognize. 15.8% growth rate over a five-year period, still phenomenal. That's something that we should not uh, glance over. That's very, very strong. Five-year growth rate and the payout ratio is very healthy, right at their target range at about 35%. You will see the annual dividend payout there is about $3.44 per share. If we look at this historical payout, we've seen that these double-digit increases, they make a difference. So if we look back over this 30-year period, again, another example where we've gone from $0.13 down at the very bottom all the way up to $3.38 in the most recent uh, quarter or or the most recent year, I should say, actually $3.44 after the increase. And what I'd like to highlight here, I'll put in red on this right side, is this growth rate we have seen over the past two or three years that it has started to slow down. Now, that could be for a variety of reasons. It could be company specific. It could be, I mean, clearly over the past year, we've been a tough in a tough uh, macroeconomic environment. That said, what I want to display with this is that, yeah, these growth periods do tend, they do tend to kind of drop off. And uh, hey, if a company can grow at seven, eight, nine percent, grow the dividend at that rate, that's still phenomenal. It's just not at the most rampant rate that it was over the past number of decades. Actually, if you take a look here uh, on their investor relations page, we do still see over a 10 year number compound annual growth rate of 17.3 percent. So it's been awesome. They do target that payout ratio of 30 point uh, 30 to 40 percent, which they are right in line with today. But 
I just kind of wanted to finish off with that one because it does kind of give us the full picture, right? We can't expect these growth rates to last forever. That said, if we can kind of get in while these companies are ramping things up, holy smokes, Dad, we can make a lot of money um, on our initial investment as these dividends creep higher and higher. I totally agree. I, I think I think these six companies that we've looked at today uh, have a, quite a range of reasons you might want to look at them. I mean, the one thing in common is they have strong compound annual growth rates. Um, but uh, wow, it's a broad spectrum of industries, et cetera. And I, and I, I think when you now mesh those with the six that we looked at last mm -hmm. week, you're really starting to build that portfolio uh, with that focus on, on the dividends. And that's the whole purpose of the series actually, is if you're starting from scratch, what are the things you look for and how would you go about doing that? Last week, what we did, we had a little chart that I had done up or a table, I guess, that showed each of the companies that um, we profiled last week and looked at the dividend stream uh, from there. And thank you to a couple of comments I got as far as I had some of the numbers in the wrong column. And so for those uh, those astute viewers who picked that up and passed that along, I appreciate that. I've got those all fixed up for, for this week. I just want to move it. I've done a little bit of work on the chart to make it a little bit more uh, I guess, attractive or user-friendly. Uh, Brandon, if you could have that up on the screen, and sure. there's a few sections to it. And the sort of the bigger picture on the left side of the screen, um, it shows each of the companies uh, that we've used here, and it'll show the current yields of those. I added a, a schedule where you can show, actually, I didn't add it. This was there last week, but it shows month by month, you would just um, go ahead and put the months that the dividends are actually paid. And in the right side of the screen, then you can sort of see a monthly cash flow as the, um, you know, as the actual dollar amounts that would be put into the portfolio on the right side, a total. Uh, I've also added just a, a graph or a chart at the top of, of the spreadsheet here that shows uh, sort of more graphical, easier to digest the, the you know, uh, overview of the monthly dividends. And the whole idea of this series is that you're going to be building a portfolio that creates cash flow. So this is a good way of looking at how even that distribution is. So when I look, uh, if we just focus in on the you know the left side, I, I've added uh, the the six companies uh, that we talked about today and the current dividend yields, and you'll see relatively uh, you know as high as five, let's say, and as low as you know less than one. Then the months that they pay those dividends that you would actually receive those. Then the right side of the chart, as I talked about, is going to be that. The chart. So, as an example, uh, if you look at the very bottom row, we're going to see CNR, Canadian National Railroad. Uh, they uh, pay a dividend yield of 1.67%. And you'll see, well, it's not a huge amount, but it's 4% or $4 rather in March, $4 in June, September, and December for a total of $16.70 over the course of the year. Um, and keep in mind, this is with an investment of $1,000. So, mm -hmm. whatever number you have, you can just scale that up. Just the last part of this spreadsheet is the actual graph uh, that shows sort of at a you know a glance uh, the various amounts that you would be receiving on a monthly basis. This is one of the tools that we have available to. Well, it's not launched yet, but we will have available to our uh, members of our private uh, group, private membership oh, yeah. group that we're launching one this of, week. One of, one of many tools. One of many tools. So this is one of the things that we're working on to just try and help uh, everybody you know have a better uh, grasp of of how to manage money, you know, look at exactly what your investments are producing in this case uh, on, a, on a regular cash flow basis. And yeah, this is just an example in the, you know, the real worksheet, you will have the ability to put, you know, how many shares you own, that type of thing. And so that you can just scale it up exactly to what's working for you. So uh, next week we're doing another series. I think we're doing, 
what are we focusing on next week, Brandon? Well, we have a couple of options, Dad. Like I had them written down. We could do either monthly dividend pairs, which I know people like. We could go. I see a lot of comments asking for monthly. They love. They love monthly dividend pairs. I I don't totally understand why. Um, I mean, I can kind of see why, but yeah, we have our episode three is yet to be determined whether it's monthly, whether it's just simply dividend aristocrats, whether it's companies with long streaks. We do have a variety of options, but we we are we're going to dial into one for sure. But by the time it's released. Yeah, the one that we had um, originally planned was the long streaks, right? right. So uh, in Canada and in the U.S., you have a ton with, you know, decades and decades of streaks. So, well, why don't we, I mean, we can wrap up. Well, what, was that, what were you, you going to say? Why don't, just say why don't we ask uh, the viewers, what do you oh. want? And we can adapt a, a, accordingly if you, yeah. you know. Perfect. If you want to, no, that's that is the that's a phenomenal suggestion. I mean, they're the ones consuming it. At the end of the day, we give the people what they want. Um, that's awesome. Leave a comment down below with what our next. We've already yeah. focused on high income. We've already focused on growth. Like I said, we do have a couple of other options, but leave some suggestions down below. That is a great idea, Dad. Because. Yeah, that's better than us and, just randomly picking. And please get your suggestions in early because there is a lot of work that goes into preparing these videos. So yeah. next Friday is going to be too late to get your vote counted. So <laughs> That's true. Get them in right when you watch this video yeah. if you made it this far. And um, yeah. I'm so excited, Dad. Like We've already done six stocks high yield. We've already done today six stocks with high growth. If we start kind of piecing these together, we're going to have a pretty well-rounded dividend portfolio covering yeah. all areas. Like that's six, 12... Soon we'll have 24 companies of super well-rounded Canadian and U.S. portfolio just here kind of spitballing. Like these are some of the things that go into building yeah. a well-rounded portfolio. And obviously, depending on each investor, some may decide to put a bit, uh, you know, a heavier weighting to growth. Some may ha- want the higher yield, but we're just kind of given the full well-rounded. Uh, this you know, is sort of the starting point, right? And then each 100%. individual investor would tailor that. If you're more conservative, well, you're probably not going to go for the high growth quite as much. Exactly. If, you know, the, all different needs. So these are just sort of food for thought as, as you can build your own, you know, customized portfolio, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hey. Good. We've been filming for a little while, Dad. I think that was, uh, I, I had so much fun with that. And I think um, if you guys enjoyed the video and you're enjoying this series so far, you know what to do. Hit the thumbs up button. That is uh, That helps us out so much. If you are not subscribed and you're watching this video and you want to stay tuned for next week's and the coming videos, make sure you hit that subscribe button. And what you can do is also hit the bell for notifications. That way, pretty much as soon as we post it, you can be one of the first ones to come in, leave your thoughts, uh, chime in. We'd love to see you guys come in for this series. And of course, we post new videos every week. Myself, my dad. um, Together. I guess next Saturday will be our next episode of this. I say, why not? Keep the schedule going. And then, of course, as you mentioned there, yeah, uh, our Investing Academy is always in that link down below. So we work with Canadians all over the country who are looking to further their knowledge, whether that's just starting out and you need bare basics training or whether that's, hey, get in a little more advanced, a little more involved. We offer all that. And like we mentioned in this video, our membership group will be going live a week from now. And that's super exciting, Dad. We've been working on that for a few months, getting it right. But it's yeah. it's coming to fruition. And that's gonna be it's gonna be such a cool feature. For those who haven't heard about that, like you get to keep up with our trade calls, what we're doing in the portfolio. Uh, we have a newsletter, we have all these tools and a group where you get to chat all for like a very affordable price, $19 a month is what I think we're going to start off as. We may always experiment with price, but for 19 bucks a month, I don't, I don't even know how you could pass up on that personally. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, 
that'll wrap it up for today's video and uh, episode two of our series. Um, thanks for taking the time, Dad. This hey, Brad, it was a uh, pleasure preparing, working with you, and it's always nice doing videos with you. I like this. I like this sort of joint thing where we can banter a little bit in addition to yeah. just spewing out some information. So appreciate no, it. No, it's fun. It's a good. It's a good mix up. We got our personal videos. We got these ones. These ones I always look forward to. And hey, hopefully a few months down the road we can do this in person. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully soon. Hopefully, better be soon. I, I, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Thank you guys all for watching. Appreciate thanks you everybody for watching. Yeah. We'll see you guys. And we'll in the see next. you in the next video. There you go. See you guys in the next video.